to be a pilgrim. Hello, my name is Veronica and I live in South London. And when I first went to Medjugorje, I had a young family. I'm now a grandmother. I went to Medjugorje for the first time in 1987. I heard about what was taking place there in about 1983, I think it was, in an article written in the Catholic Herald by Julian Smith. And I didn't know him then, but I read this whole page article and I was deeply impressed and believed immediately what was written there. Looking back on it, I think that was quite a great grace to be given. But I didn't have the courage to go for many years, even though I wanted to. I was quite frightened of going to a place behind the Iron Curtain, which was Yugoslavia. Bosnia-Herzegovina was one of the countries that had been amalgamated into Yugoslavia, and it all seemed rather threatening then and a little frightening. But eventually, though I was trying to lead a life of faith, my own failure to be true to Christ made me realise that I badly needed to go to this place where Our Lady was and where she had promised conversion of heart to those who went to Medjugorje. So I persuaded my sister to come with me, and as soon as I told other people that we were going, several other friends also joined us, and we booked through a company that advertised in one of the Catholic papers and just joined a smallish group. I think there was only about 13 or 17 of us, perhaps, which included an elderly Jesuit, and we were a very happy little group, and off we went. And we were there for three days, which included St. Joseph's Feast, though I have to say that was the day of our return, so we didn't live it in Medjugorje. But on the final day, my sister wanted to buy some rosaries from the parish shop, and I was waiting for her outside before the evening rosary, and looked up in the sky because I saw other people looking, and a number of times I'd looked to see if there were signs in the sun, which I'd heard about, and to my astonishment the sun was not just spinning, but coming completely away from its axis and seeming to sort of swoop towards me. I was very startled and astounded because I was standing quite alone and I would look away and rub my eyes and look down at the dirt on the ground and then look back at the sky and whatever I did I couldn't prevent myself from seeing what seemed to be extraordinary happenings. When my sister came out from the shop I obviously immediately told her about it and she saw the same as I did and as the rosary was about to start and it was relayed on loudspeakers, we went round to the front of the church, behind where the altar is really, and sat on benches that were against the church whilst we prayed the rosary and watched the sun doing these extraordinary things and red crosses would come out of the sun as if they were on fire and the cross on top of Cross Mountain was also just like a pillar of fire going up to heaven with flames all on the top of the hill. It was very, very extraordinary to us as we watched. We, we, we just wept silently and prayed and felt astounded. The three days that I'd been there were deeply moving. I was surprised at how simple and ordinary everything was. You remain fully yourself, but the effect of being there is to go deeper into prayer. And something that impressed me enormously was the faith of simple Croatian people or people from Bosnia-Herzegovina. I, I wasn't really aware of those differences then. They climbed the cross mountain with such fervor and devotion. Lots of young people without their shoes on, old ladies without shoes on and carrying a stick and 
praying with a devotion that you didn't see in the West at all. I saw one woman going round the church, which is large, outside, on her knees, reciting the rosary, and I witnessed her continuing to go round on her knees, well, for a very long time, I don't know, an hour, an hour and a quarter, something I couldn't imagine doing myself. And they weren't looking at anybody else or expecting to be noticed. Old ladies would be leading their cows back to pasture and they'd be carrying a rosary and just praying away. It was a very remarkable thing. And the people that we stayed with, Denitza, who looked after us and cooked our supper in the evening, she was very loving. She had four children and we got to know them all and they made us extremely welcome. They slept in great discomfort so that we could have their bedrooms. We just felt so welcomed and loved, and uh, the effect of this final day and seeing the sun doing extraordinary things was to make us feel that we must return and take with us our children. One of my sister's children had a condition that she hoped would be healed by visiting this holy place. So on our return, we immediately set about making plans to go back as soon as the summer holidays began, which is what we did and we took all our children, and indeed her son was relieved of all the symptoms of his condition. It was very extraordinary. Father Slavko, who is known to many people and much, much loved, and was a remarkable Franciscan, he prayed for Andrew and laid his hands on him, and we all gathered round in his study, and um, this wonderful gift was given to us, which was extraordinary and has persisted till this time. Anyway, it had such a tremendous effect on our lives, my sister and myself, that we realised that other people that we knew didn't have the courage to say, well, I'm going to go and set off on their own. And we felt that if we suggested taking a group, that we might be able to persuade friends to visit this shrine. And for the next 18 months, we returned for, uh, four more times. We went three times in 1987 and three times in 1988. And each time that we took a group, we also invited a priest. And the group that would number as much as 40 people. And it was a, a great grace. It was a um, wonderful time. And another thing that's very wonderful about Medjugorje is the Franciscans themselves who look after the parish and who give tremendous testimonies through their preaching and their intelligence. They're highly educated and very good linguists, and very fitted for this great responsibility they've been given. Um, what else is wonderful about Medjugorje? Well, a great deal, but something that impressed me when I returned this year, and I had rather forgotten, I fear, is how very remarkable the two hills that you climb. One is called a mountain, cross mountain, because there's a cross on top, and as you go up this hill, you come to 14 different stations and they're now being marked along the way by beautiful bronzes that have been done by an Italian artist and the ascent is extremely steep and arduous and difficult to climb and I think in my memory I had thought that it was fairly steep and not so very difficult but going again after a break of at least five years and as I'm getting older I was taken aback at how difficult it is to get up that mountain and pretty much all the 
pilgrims who go to Medjugorje climb this mountain and I think everybody discovers something about the nature of our pilgrimage in this life when they do make those stations of the cross. They are very, very special. The other hill is the Hill of Apparitions where Our Lady first appeared to the children and that's also remarkable because the stones on it are extremely sharp. So though it's not such a great ascent, it's actually very difficult walking and very hard to get there. There are some wonderful moments for everybody in Medjugorje. It has changed greatly, obviously, because of the great number of pilgrims who go there every year. It is nonetheless a most exceptional thing to be gathered together with people from all over the world. They really have come from all over the world and to be praying together and you get a very remarkable sense of the vigour and faith and unity that allows us to belong to each other because of the Holy Spirit's work in the body of Christ. It's very, very moving. Of course, the best and loveliest thing about going to Medjugorje is the realisation that Our Lady knows each of us individually and cares for us in a very powerful and maternal way and that we can entrust our lives, our needs, our fears, um, our anxieties and our love to her and that all of this is relayed to Jesus our Lord in such a perfect way. So my advice would be to anybody who's thinking of going to Medjugorje and who has perhaps thought that they didn't have time or that it wasn't really for them, that they should take this opportunity to say, well, we can't predict how long this miracle will be allowed by God and not delay and to go there and receive the graces that she has promised to bestow on all her children. So I thank God with all my heart that he chose me, seems so mysterious, to be allowed to go there quite early on and to receive so many blessings through Medjugorje. And I love being there and I just thank God for this great grace.